David Collins. 30 minutes. Show with David Collins. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of David Collins' 30-minute half-hour show. I'm your host, David Collins, and we have another great episode for you today. A bit of a late episode tonight, so looking forward to it. Maybe we'll get a little edgy. I have a quick apology to make to everybody about our last episode. Apparently, we didn't get the best reviews. We had guest Hack Ride Studios, the cast of Hack Ride Studios, and he's been accused of it being a bit of a sabotage. We're talking about maybe having Hack Ride back on the show to apologize and try to defend some of those criticisms there. So let me know at dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com if we should have Hack Ride back on the show. We're celebrating today the 40th episode of David Collins' 30-minute half-hour show, and that's really exciting. 40th episode. Have you ever done 40 of any? Can you think of anything that you do 40 of? Yeah. And we've done 40 episodes. It's really something. What do you do 40 of? Oh, I've masturbated 40 times in a week for sure. Well, that's a number there. I guess 40 of those certainly counts, but 40 episodes, it's certainly an accomplishment. (laughs) So we're excited for that today. Before we get into the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about pranks. We're thinking about starting this trend. Of course, we're filming and editing David Collins' 30-minute half-hour reality show, and we've been doing so many pranks with each other on the road, having a lot of fun, and we're thinking about maybe starting a national trend. So if anybody's willing to do this prank and film it and send it in, we think this would be a great idea. It's a fun prank where you're walking somewhere and so you're at an intersection and somebody offers to you know, walk in front of me. They, they pull up and they say, walk in front of me. And instead of walking in front of them, you walk towards their car, get in their back seat and crawl through their back seat and then get out the other side. That's a fun prank. If anybody wants to film that and send it to dc 30 hour at gmail.com, we'd love to play it on the show. I think we might get a national trend going. We have a great show for you today, a great guest, some great games. But first, before we start the show, everybody's favorite color of the day. Today's color of the day, Imperial Yellow. Imperial Yellow is an intense yellow accented with a touch of orange. Made of 254 red, 189 green, and 63 blue, it was decided during the reign of Emperor Gaizong of Tang The only emperor that could wear this specific color for it was the color of the sun. And just as philosopher Confucius said, there cannot be two suns in the sky, nor two emperors on the earth. Today's color of the day, imperial yellow. One last thing before we start the show, today's sponsor of the show, we're happy to have them back on the show. I was a little nervous last time, of course, but the check is cleared and we're gracious to have them back on the show today. Nigerian breweries. Get ready for an unforgettable experience with Nigerian Breweries, the largest brewing company in Nigeria, serving not just Nigeria, but the entire West Africa. Introducing their crown jewel, Turbo King. Indulge your taste buds with every sip of this rich, velvety brew, crafted to perfection and steeped in tradition. But that's not all. For all you high-energy enthusiasts out there, Nigerian Breweries has got something just for you. Their exhilarating energy drink, Climax. Get ready to power up your day with this electrifying taste sensation. Remember, when it comes to quality and flavor, it's got to be Nigerian Breweries. So go ahead and grab your favorites and savor every drop of this remarkable craftsmanship. Buy directly from nbplc.com or email them at partyrider at heineken.com. <laughs> Thank you, Nigerian Breweries, for sponsoring the show today. 
Today's guest is Chris Kaufman, the wizard, and we're going to get right into world news with David Collins. And I like to ask this when we have a guest on the show, when you think of world news this week, what are you thinking about this week, Chris? Uh, in world news, presidential election, even though it's United States news. Uh, Right. Well, the election's certainly coming up. And when it comes to the world, the USA is definitely playing a part there. How about Mexico, though? Maybe not playing as big of a role, but some news in Mexico this week. Mexico City's 21 million residents are facing a severe water shortage. Local authorities have imposed water rations as reservoirs hit historic low levels. Have you heard about this? Seen any of this? Uh, Not lately, but I know why it happens. Is that right? Why does this happen? Uh, because Nevada uses Nevada and Colorado use most of the Colorado River, so it runs dry before it hits Mexico. So it doesn't even make it to Mexico there? You know, some sources say that they're months away from being completely out of water. You know, maybe if their food wasn't so spicy, they wouldn't have this problem. Indeed. You never hear of Minnesota running out of water. 10,000 lakes, more like 3 million white women. <laughs> Yes, yes. What do you think about that? That was an interesting take. So you know about this water shortage there. Yeah. No. Uh, I, uh, I've been to Nevada many times, and uh, Las Vegas used to be one of the main consumers of water from the Colorado River. Right. But it isn't anymore. Uh, do you want a random factoid? Well, you did mention the election here. Of course, some Biden news coming out this week. Did you hear about this? He had his physical finally come out. I did. He had his annual physical this week and was found, quote unquote, fully fit for duty by his doctor. You know, my problem with this physical, though, is that it takes place on a stationary bike. (laughs) Not very physical. Right. No, he fell off that bike last year. Yeah. Biden, last summer, he began using a CPAP machine for his sleep apnea. Did you know about this? Nope. He last year started doing that. His doctor states that he's responded well to that treatment and has remained diligently compliant. Well, thank God he remembers to use that. <laughs> yes. He calls the ATF the AFT a lot. Is that right? Mm-hmm. You know, in response to this whole physical thing, Joe Biden was quoted as saying, Jill, turn on the CPAP channel. <laughs> It's Joe Biden. Are you looking forward to this election? Are you rooting for Biden? I'm not rooting for either, but if it's Biden or Trump, yes, I'll, I'll vote Biden. I'm certainly hoping the best for both of them. Richard Lewis died this week. That Speaking sucked. of older men, sad. definitely sad there. Do you have any Richard Lewis memories? Uh, I don't remember what special it was, but I was probably 92-ish on HBO. He came out wearing a black suit, white uh, shirt, and dark glasses like he usually does, and he made me wet myself. That's fascinating. Richard Lewis, of course, an amazing 1980s comedian, best known for his comedy specials, 1985's I'm in Pain, 1988's I'm Exhausted, and 1990's I'm Doomed. Finally, 34 years later, 2024's I'm in a Coffin. (laughs) I'd assume it was the 1990 special I was thinking of then. Possibly. You know, you look it up. He has a lot of work out there. Also a great movie star. He was in some movies for sure. R.I.P. Richard Lewis. Finally, speaking of, you know, these are all segueing well together today. Do you remember this Titan submersible story, I'm sure? No. You recall it from last year, this Titan submersible, oh, this, yeah, yeah. this submarine that 
Mark Rush, something like that, Stockton Rush, he went down there and he built a submarine. About the 56th trip, it imploded. Yeah. Did not go well. So I guess already they're making a new documentary about it. This one's called The Titan Sub Disaster, Minute by Minute. I bet that'll be a short one. (laughs) Especially if it starts at the moment it goes to implode. Right, certainly. Well, they say they're going to be playing actual audio from the incident in this documentary. Isn't that interesting? That's going to be horrific. I hope they make it 4D. (laughs) That would be a great watch. Anything on this Titan submersible? Uh, No. Well, that was World News with David Collins. Our guest today is a local Dubuque and Eastern Iowa favorite, regular, and urban legend. Uh Uh-oh. He's been a staple of the tri-state area for nine years. He's worked at great venues like Monk's, The Smokestack, Chicago's The Comedy Bar in Dubuque, The Lux Club, The Speakeasy in Rock Island, First in Maine, and The Renwick Mansion. He's a both funny and unique piece of the region. He goes by many names. Please give him a warm David Collins welcome to The Wizard, Chris Kaufman. Welcome to the show, Chris. What up, Dave? Now, The Wizard, we want to ask you more about this here. And actually, let's talk about that briefly. Your credits here, we didn't, maybe this is a mistake. I know you've been on the Johnny O podcast, is that correct? Correct. Have you been on the Ben Fellas podcast? I don't think that episode ever made it to air, but Does yes. that have anything to do with you? I have no idea. I'm not sure. You know, he changed the name and then never released another episode. That <laughs> Ben's Fellas, I used to be a fan. I guess you're not even able to be a fan of that show no. anymore. What other shows have you appeared on? Uh, for podcasts, not many. People don't ask. Well, that's interesting. I want to talk actually a little more about these pranks. Maybe it's just the way that I'm feeling, but I do want to talk a little more about these pranks today. Do you have any prank stories? I mean, you seem like somebody that's familiar with pulling a prank or two. I'll tell you now, in high school, we did this great prank where I used to go hang out at this pop machine outside of a gas station. And one day, the freezer of the gas station doors there outside, the coolers outside, were not locked. So we opened the coolers, peed on all the frozen turkeys and chickens. That was a great prank. And then we had some fun things that we did with the ice afterwards. Do you have any good pranks? Uh, There was this one time that I stabbed my cousin with an ice pick six times. Wow. What was the setup there? How do, how do you think he rounded that into a prank? Well, he didn't expect it, and it was a surprise. That equals prank, right? And that's interesting. Well, I guess I think it has to be done in some sort of good spirits there. Maybe you were a bit angry. Speaking of being a bit angry, there was a section, there was a segment that we missed last week, and I'd really love to get into here. That pisses me off. You pissed me off. I'm really pissed off. Things that pissed me off this week. Friend of the show, Brody Toopy, likes to send in a fun segment every once in a while. Things that are pissing him off this week. What might be pissing you off this week? Uh, Young people not knowing how many letters are in the alphabet. Oh, that would be pretty frustrating. People not knowing how many letters are in the alphabet. Let's see if that's pissing off Brody this week. Hey, David, this is Brody calling in again this week. Uh, I'm pissed, okay? Uh Uh-oh. Now, I've I've got a lot of love for my dog, Walter. But I'll be honest, sometimes that dude pisses me off. He's a Labradoodle, which they're not supposed to shed. But this Jada Smith son of a gun is always losing his hair. That pisses me off. The dude doesn't even vacuum. He whines if he wants me to pet him, but then he sits just out of arm's reach. That pisses me off. Get your ass over here if you want some belly rubs. My neighbors have a dog named Radar. 
and Walter is not a fan. <laughs> if I let him out and don't notice Radar is out, he starts jumping and barking at the fence. Now I'm out there in my underwear, 10 degrees, trying to get him back in the house. That pisses me off. You can't be barking at Radar when I'm in my underwear. We live next to a daycare, dude. I'm going to catch Case. Right. When I wake up, he wants to go outside, but immediately turns around and jumps on the door. Make up your mind, dude. In or out. That pisses me off. Anytime there's somebody knocking on a door on the TV or on the phone, he starts barking. That pisses me off. We have a ring, dumbass. People don't knock on our door anymore. That pisses me off. <laughs> Brody Toopy, you know, we've called him cantankerous before, and I think that goes without saying now. What do you think about that call from Brody Toopy? Any of those things that get on your nerves every once in a while? I've never met Walter. Right. I guess you don't know the dog. It changes your opinion of things. So just a little technical error there. <laughs> Brody Toopy, though, you're familiar with Brody Toopy. He's a local in your same scene here. Indeed. And somebody that I've been running into, of course, while filming this reality show. We've been going around and doing a lot of stand-up comedy. I'm sure you've been seeing a little more of me there. But Brody Toopy, who do you think is the funniest person in this Eastern Iowa scene? The funniest person in the Eastern the Iowa scene? The funniest comedian in the Eastern Iowa scene. My personal opinion, uh, Dana Moss-Peterson. Dana Moss-Peterson. You well, should watch that. the episode. He's actually that, yeah. been on the show. Of course, he's a friend of the show. That sound means... It's time for our first game today. I'm not sure if anybody let you know that we do play games on this show. It's too bad. We'd love to hear more about that, Daniel Moss-Peterson, too. Our first game's just for you, though. Of course, everybody calls you The Wizard, and we'd love to hear more about why that is. Our first game today is called Identifying Wizardry. So we're going to listen to a quick clip from a few movies, and every movie that you listen to, you're going to be listening to how many wizards are speaking, and you need to count how many wizards are speaking. Are you ready to play Identifying Wizardry? Sure. Does that make sense? So we're going to be playing a clip from a movie, and some, maybe multiple people are going to be speaking, and you're going to have to say, Ooh, is that a wizard? And count the wizards as people are speaking. Let's jump into here, round one. But since you can produce no witnesses of the event... Pardon me, Minister, but as it happens, we can. Please describe the attack. What did they look like? Well, one of them was very large, and the other rather skinny. All right. Can you identify how many wizards were in that clip? Now, it sounded like there were four people talking. In that clip, it's three wizards and a wizard in training. Can you name that movie, too? Uh, is it... It's one of the Harry Potter movies. Is that preserved? Right. It is Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. It's the next one. Now, we were actually going to call that wizard in training, quote unquote, not a wizard. But if you're going to be so specific, of course, you've won that round there. That's great. Three wizards and one questionable, I suppose. We could kind of be that's the scene where Harry Potter is on trial. Mm. I'm sure you know what he is on trial for there. I'm a little unfamiliar with that series, though. A big fan of movies. Why don't we look at round two? You're doing such a good job on this game. Maybe let's see if you're doing a good job here on round two. The voice is crying. Your doom is near at hand. Isudio's bane is found. Isudio's bane. What about his nerves? Surely, Marsh will move from the mask. 
Bit tricky, tough to place maybe what that's from, but are you ready? How many wizards were in that movie clip? Uh, two. Now, I'm a little suspicious there. It sounded like you might be a wizard expert, so I'm concerned that we've gotten these wrong before and people have to let us know in the emails, and then we correct it the next episode. Now, of course, that was from Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, and we have just Gandalf being the only wizard in that scene speaking. Are you under the impression that any one of those elves or anything is a wizard also? I didn't. I thought Saruman was speaking on the opposite side of Gandalf. Perfect. Then we are correct there. No, one wrong. That's too bad. Why don't you see? Do you like this game? Sure. You know, maybe you're the bigger expert and it's tough. It's a tough game to qualify. You know, wizards aren't even really. It's tough to qualify. What is really a wizard? How do you define it? But let's look at round three here of identifying wizardry. I never knew how great this would feel. This is amazing. Congratulations. See? I told you you were ready. Justin. Uh-oh. A little trickier there. Can you name how many wizards were in that movie scene? I'm gonna go with zero. You know, it's probably not a bad guess to assume it might be a trick question there. Unfortunately, that was two. That was from the movie Wizards of Waverly Place, the movie. Oh, Jesus Christ. So certainly both of those people were wizards. Do you like that game? Uh, it wasn't bad. Not bad. Well, let's take note of there. Maybe send that in. It's unfortunate. You know, pretty soon we're going to have Jerry back in the filming process. I'm not going to be have to be sending him notes through here. It's a little frustrating. That was identifying wizardry. Now, I want to ask you. Well, we have to get into this first segment. I want to ask you a lot of things, really. I want to ask you where you get that name, The Wizard. We want to ask you about this, this BRD. But first, we have to jump into a quick segment here. You did it. You did it. Because we need to give away a few David Collins slow claps today. And you're going to be the great person to talk with on this subject because our slow claps today go, need to go to The Lucky Cat in Cedar Rapids. The Dubuque Comedy Bar in Dubuque, and the Gold Room Open Mic in Galena, Illinois. Three venues that this month have closed their doors. So, good luck, of course, to all the previous owners of those clubs. That's why you get a David Collins slow clap today. You did it! You did it! And they really did, they really did close all of those potential venues. Did they? Well, as far as I understand there, would you correct me on that? But it is too bad. Of course, the Lucky Cat, we were able to do a live show there before they closed. That was the last time we were in those doors. And then the Comedy Bar abruptly closed their doors in Dubuque. So now where are so many comedians going to be doing their comedy? Uh, probably the Quad Cities. Uh, River Bluff's opening up a new place, though. We're hoping to do some comedy shows there. Oh, well, that's great. You know, the opportunity always is changing, but I thought that would be a great thing to mention with you on the show. It is too bad. Things are always changing there, though. Mm -hmm. Have you experienced that in your nine years of doing comedy? Are things always changing? How, thing, how often are things opening and closing and changing again? And I'm sure people are always coming and going in the scene also. Uh, that's the bigger change, the people who come and go. The venues generally stay the same. We've been at Monks for nine years. Right. Well, that's true. That's a good point. So why don't we, before we get to any of these here, you've been doing comedy around this scene. Any other scenes? Uh, I mean, I've been around. 
I've been going around the state. We've gone to Cedar Rapids. We recently went to Janesville, Madison. I want to hit the comedy cabin. I just, I work Tuesdays. It's, it's a, a fine venue. It's it's a lot of fun, although you're, I'm getting mixed reviews there from some of the comedians, I think, but we'll see. Maybe we'll have more to talk about in the reality show there. So The Wizard, why do they call you that? Uh, it started off because I sell, I used to sell bongs better than anybody, and they called me uh, the Bong Wizard or the Glass Whisperer. The Glass Whisperer, that's a great nickname. Yeah. They call that, you're like a glass tongue wizard, maybe some people would say. Yes. How do you sell a bong? Well, that would be right here. We have a pen, I guess we could use. Pretend this pen is a bong. How would you sell that to me if it was a bong? If it was a bong? Uh... Would you ask me maybe maybe there's certain questions how long I've been looking for a bong? No, uh, the first question is how big do you want it? Okay. Second. And you're not flirting with the customer. No. This is a real question. Have you ever gotten pushback saying, you know, mister, I'm really just in here for a bong. I don't need your jokes. Uh, no. Okay. So how big? Well, I would say I need it the size where I could bring it into an airport. Okay. That I mean, it's pretty much anything you can carry. So like, I need to be more specific. Let's move on to another thing. How many percolators would you like? Now, what's a percolator? Uh, you work at a weed shop now, is that right? Yeah, now I sell the weed that goes in the bong. Now, I can't imagine it must be ripe for comedy there. Is that the saying? Is it rife for comedy or ripe for comedy? Uh... I think it is Rife, but I'm not positive. But uh, That would be very ironic, yeah, you know, Matt, comedian Matt Rife, of course. Oh, you use a first-name basis. Do you know Matt Rife? No. You work at a weed shop, though. That must be Rife for comedy there. Yeah. There's a lot of your material about working at a weed shop. Not as much as it was when I worked at a head shop. Interesting. But m part of that has to do with a non-disclosure agreement. Really? If you work at a head shop, you're not allowed to use some of that in your comedy? No, head shop... I could. Weed shop, I cannot. That's interesting. What would be an example of something you're not allowed to talk about? Uh, I'd rather not answer that question, Dave. How would you describe your style of comedy? Aggressive. Aggressive. Now, that's fascinating there. I've seen you on stage, but I wouldn't describe it as aggressive necessarily. Even so, you end with a sing-along. You say everybody gather around almost like a campfire. Yeah. Why, does, why aggressive? How do you go about writing your material? Uh, most of the stuff's things I see just every day. And you say, I'm going to be really aggressive about this subject. Yes. Usually, most of my material is written about uh, stupidity, like the dumb things I see. Like kids who don't know how many letters are in the alphabet. Certainly, and you've said that twice there. Is that from a personal experience recently? Today. Just, just today. today? Yes. And that's great. So we're going to be able to see this bit develop over time i'm witnessing it firsthand you know when they say that about a lot of comedians that they work out a, a bit or a joke of some sort of a routine on a podcast and then they bring it to the stage well, sure. so how about this letter nonsense what's going on with this alphabet well i asked uh two gentlemen under the age of 24 i can't i know both of them are under 24 i don't know their ages uh but i asked them how many letters were in the english alphabet and one said 25, and the other one said 27. Right. Which one was correct? <laughs> Neither of them. Well, that's not good. 
That's interesting, though. You know, neither of them even made it to that age. Maybe that's just how high they can count. No, for sure. That, at this point, I fully believe that. Now, I heard you talk a little bit about this on the Johnny O podcast, and it shed some light. But you identify all of your projects and all of your stand-up and any any shows that you run as being associated with the BRD. Yes. Would you explain a little about now on the Johnny O podcast, you did a smart thing where you describe it as, well, it's so that if you search BRD, you find everything that I've done. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a smart idea. We do something similar where if you look at the Instagram, many of our things on the Instagram, we hashtag 1015krock, gives my my older audience an opportunity to still find me if they're searching for that hashtag. In fact, if you go on Instagram hashtags and you search hashtag 1015krock, it's basically just my content that comes up anymore. So it's a great way to do that. What is BRD though? Uh, The Burnt River Dojo uh, is a mindset of the comedians in this area. It's a collective of comedians, the best way to put it. That's what it was intended to be. Interesting. Almost like a, a, would you say it's centralized? Yes. Well, it spreads far and wide, but I mean, it's comedians who have cut their teeth pretty much from here to the Quad Cities. Interesting. And you even have merchandise. I have shirts. Well, that's great. We have shirts, too. And we actually owe some people some shirts still. I think we're going to be sending that out next week. Although at this point, what could you believe? And I apologize for that. These people, they emailed me Christmas in the subject line, and we owe them a few shirts and a few pins. We are getting towards the end of the show here, and I wanted to run through for the last couple of weeks this Ask a K-Rocker. Now, my old station, 1015 K-Rock, on their Facebook, they post every couple of days and ask a K-Rocker, and it's a fun question, and then the audience responds, and I'd love to go through those. Unfortunately, for the second week in a row, though, I think we're just going to have to skip that and get straight into our next segment. What are you doing? I'm emailing David Collins. Because we have a handful of emails and voicemails that we need to get to today. One of those coming from somebody I think we already mentioned in the show, of course, but this first email I wanted to get through, let's start with an email from Anne in Illinois. Anne writes, kudos to you, David, for your show with Hackride and DJ Electrofry. The fries were so courteous. Hackride was rude as hell. I can't commend you enough for dealing with his shit. Good for you. Fan, Anne. Well, thanks so much for that email, Anne. You know, I always enjoy spending time with Hackride. We spent some time on the phone even before that recording, and I've been on one of his shows. It's too bad that he might have intended to sabotage some, but something, but it's always nice hanging out with DJ Electrify there. Did you happen to catch that episode? Or are you familiar with the cast of Hackride Studios? Uh, no. I caught the uh, highlights that you showed me at uh, the club the one night. I see. Well, he's a dramatic, right? I did show you. He is a list of cartoon characters, certainly worth showing some regular comedians around the area here that I remember showing you that now. Exactly. Well, our next email here comes in from Robert Wallace. He sent us a voicemail, Robert Wallace, a local Iowa comedian. He's helped me with filming projects in the past, and he's always welcome on the show, but he sent in a nice voicemail. Why don't we take a little listen? If ever need a lot like Dixie, I don't want to go. If heaven ain't a lot like Dixie, I'll just as soon stay home. If they don't got a grand old opera like, like they, they do, do in Tennessee, Tennessee. 
you can send me to hell or New York City and it'd be about the same to me. Well, that was a nice voicemail, Robert Wallace, and I'm not sure what inspired that, if we had any any musical-related subject or if he just decided to send a nice song, but that's always very sweet. Robert Wallace of Iowa. You know, Robert, do you have anything you could say about Robert Wallace? Now he's somebody that we're especially focusing on while filming some of this reality show because I think he's an interesting person. We've even told people have thought about making documentaries uh, or even have in the past made documentaries about him and his family. Yeah, no, uh, he's one of the most creative people I know. One of the most creative, maybe even you'd say talented and fascinating, too. Somebody really special to keep an eye on, and we certainly are. But thanks so much for that voicemail, Robert Wallace. This next email comes in from Matt in Clover, South Carolina. Good afternoon, David. I just wanted to take a moment to remind you of how incredibly talented and dedicated you are. Keep pushing forward with your content creation because your unique perspective and creativity truly have a place in this world. I'm sorry, Matt. That looks like that was a typo there. Your passion shines through in everything you do, and I have no doubt that you will continue to achieve great things. You sound like my mom right now, Matt. Keep up the fantastic work. I'm cheering you every step of the way. Would love to see you get Dennis Falcone as a guest on the show. Sincerely, Matt O'Daniels. P.S. Hope Jerry has got over the long COVID. I think Jerry's feeling a lot better. It might be just more hard feelings at this point, but we're working things out and we're going to be happy when he's ready to get back in the motion of things there. Having to do with Dennis Falcone, that would be a great guest to have on the show. Are you familiar with Dennis Falcone? Nope. Well, he's an old radio legend. He's somebody that worked back in the day as, a, I believe, a producer with Opie and Anthony Show. I'm not sure exactly his career path since then, but he'd be an interesting person to talk to, I imagine. So thanks so much for that email, Matt O'Daniels. What a list of compliments there, though. Yeah, that dude wants to fuck you. I'll tell you, I can't get enough of those. I appreciate that. We got another voicemail this week from, we have a Jamaican correspondent, B-Dude, and it's always great. He always calls in, sending a lot of positive vibes so let's take a little listen to what's going on with b-dude this week hey david b-dude here catching the rays in jamaica hope it's all good with you man me had to drop a line because you know jamaica treating me to the best vibes as always sun sand reggae red stripe and the best ganja around man Pure bliss. But bro, I gotta share this. Heard about Carl Weathers biting the dust at 76. Right. Man, I'm a Rocky fanatic and Carl's Apollo Creed classic. Rest in peace, Carl. Me hoping he in the ring up there making angels tap out. Anyway... Gotta give props for the live show. An absolute blast, David. The energy, the laughs, you guys nailed it, man. Massive respect to the whole crew for putting on such a killer event. All right, David, that's all for now. Keep the positive vibes flowing, spreading joy like Rocky spreads love. And to Carl, may his legacy keep on punching. Catch you on the flip side. And thank you, B-Dude. I hope you keep the positive vibes flowing also. That is too bad about Carl Weathers. We didn't get a chance to mention that earlier in the show. Do you know Carl Weathers? Uh, Personally, no. 
but I know of him, yes. Well, it's too bad. Another loss there. What else was it that he mentioned? Of course, Carl Weathers, the live show. Thank you so much. Of course, the live show did go well. We talked about it a little bit last week, but thanks again for the mentioning that. Finally, we have one more voicemail here from somebody else you'll know, Austin Ingalls, a local comedian who's going to be going to, no pun intended, Austin pretty soon. <laughs> but let's take a little listen to what Austin Ingalls has to say this week. He always likes to send in a little joke. David, I know you're always keeping up with the news. Right. And I know you probably saw this. Trump, Donald Trump just came out with a new shoe. Every president should get a shoe. Release the FDR4s. <laughs> Those have never touched the ground. They're going to be in mint condition. <laughs> Thanks, David. And thank you, Austin. What a great joke. Always very clever, too. And it's even funnier. I guess maybe that was that. We didn't talk all, all about Shane Gillis on Saturday Night Live, but he had a great Trump shoe sketch i had no idea that that was based in reality isn't that interesting did you watch that snl i did not what do you think about austin ingles and his jokes do you think he's going to be doing well in austin there yes it's going to be a big loss when he and tyler and benny all head to Austin. well i think they're on their way out the door it really is too bad there boy what a prolific joke writer oh yeah out of all of those three comedians which do you think is going to be the most successful i can tell you it'll be the least well, I'd love to hear that. Maybe we'll have to hear that after this game. Of course, that sound means it's time for our second and last game today. And this game, again, is just for you. Although we have played it before with somebody else a little into the, you know, <coughs> you know. Today's second game, Cannabinoid, Song You've Enjoyed, or both. So we're going to be going over a name, and that might be a name of a weed strain, or it might be a name of a song you've enjoyed, or not heard of, but a song. And it could also be both. You never know. Are you ready to play Cannabinoid, song you've enjoyed, or both? Sure, but the name of this game is incorrect. Well, maybe we'll have to get into that after the game. I love a good fun fact, of course. And if anybody else might know and want to guess why that's incorrect, make sure you email me, dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com. Why don't we jump into round one of Cannabinoid, song you've enjoyed, or both? And it's too bad. It's nice to know you're the expert. Our previous guest that played this game didn't even bother to correct us. Round one, train wreck. Train wreck. Is that a strain of weed, a song, or maybe even both? Well, I know it's a strain of weed. I'm going to go with both. That's right. Train wreck, of course, is a strain of weed. It's also a pop song by James Arthur. James Arthur. Whoever the fuck that is. Round two. Lamb's bread. Lamb's bread. What do you think that is? Well, I know it's a strain of weed. Now, when I say the name lamb's bread, what are you thinking about? What comes to your mind? A strain of weed. Okay. But I don't know if it's a song. I'd assume it. No, I won't say it's a song. Just strain of weed. I'm sorry. Lamb's bread is both. Lamb's Bread, of course, is a strain of weed, but it's also a popular song in the UK. It's a reggae band called UB40. Oh, yeah. I know UB40. You know UB40? A popular song by them is Lamb's Bread. Why don't we look at round three? Do you like this game? Yeah, that's fun. I should have guessed both on that one, though. That was my bad. Certainly. Well, it's not a bad, you know, it's not a bad guess, of course. You have three options compared to this last game, this game, to the first game we played. Which do you think is your favorite? Well, this one's much easier. Why don't we look at round three here? White Rhino. 
I know it's a strain white of white rhino. I know it's a strain of weed. I'm gonna go. They've been both on all of them, so I'll say both. Well, that's true. We don't pull any punches. We're always willing to do three in a row. If we thought it was going to be a trick, that was both. White Rhino, a strain of weed. If you consider rap music, also, it is White Rhino is a song by a Scottish rapper, Shogun. I used to grow White Rhino. Really? Yes. Where would you grow it? In my basement. Interesting. Well, Chris Kaufman, the wizard, is there? do you have any questions for me? No. This has been a great show there. Do you have anything you want to say to our audience? Uh, yeah, you can find me at hashtag Burnt River Dojo. Hashtag Burnt River Dojo. Well, that's perfect. What a great episode. Thanks again, everybody listening. I've been David Collins, and you've been the best. David Collins. 30 minutes. Show with David Collins.